Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Catching Knowledge. Sorry I haven't uploaded in a while. I'm trying to get back in a rhythm. Regardless, today we have another great interview. Today I'm talking with Randy Krieger from Arizona. He's originally from Minnesota where my mom is from. Randy and I are actually distantly related. Randy fishes for bass and has some tournament experience. I'm excited to learn from Randy. Let's get started. Today we're headed back to Arizona to talk with Randy Krieger. Randy's roots back from where my mom grew up in Minnesota, and apparently we're even distantly related. Welcome to Catching Knowledge, Randy. I'm happy to be here. So do you remember how we're related? I think my mom said, well, she's passed away now. I think my mom said that your grandpa or great-grandpa was her cousin. <laughs> so we're like, I think if I have it right, we're second cousins twice removed. Okay, yeah. I don't know wow. how to do that. So let's do our first question. How and where did you start fishing? Well, I grew up in, uh, well, I actually lived in Lewiston for three years, but then I grew up in Austin, Minnesota, where spam is made. And I, it's a town of 25,000, so it's somewhat small, Midwest town. We had a lake about a quarter mile from my house. And even when I was six, seven years old, we'd go down to the lake. And I, we just fell in love with fishing. My dad fished some, taught us to fish a little bit, but we went down to the lake lots of times. Started out fishing bullheads, moved up to fishing bass. Northern Pike a little bit, just fell in love with fishing. And, and as we got a little older, we did a lot of trout fishing in southeastern Minnesota. My brothers and I, we'd go up to northern Minnesota every summer for a vacation and just have always loved fishing, and it's kind of grown over the years. Yeah, that sounds fun. So would you, like, just bike on over to the, your lake or whatever? Yeah, bike, take our bikes down there quite a bit. Walk down there sometimes. I mean, it only, only was probably a... 10-minute walk at most, five minutes, 10 minutes to get to the lake. As we got older, we we'd even went different places around town. It was just one, it was a great way to grow up and just be able to get out anywhere and do what we wanted. And so we did a lot of fishing around town. It wasn't great, but it was, we enjoyed it. Yeah, that sounds fun. So what do you like to fish for mostly? You know, I call myself just a fisherman, but I grew up in Minnesota fishing a lot of trout in southeastern Minnesota. Mom, my mom and dad were both from that area. Um, and then northern Minnesota, northern's walleyes and bass. We had bass in the lake near in you know near my hometown or near my home in Austin. I've lived in Florida, did some bass fishing there, and then here in Arizona, it's pretty much bass fishing. Although people don't know, it. there's a lot of trout fishing here up in the mountains because we have the mountains in Arizona. So I mainly fish trout. Lots of bass, northerns and walleyes when I go to Minnesota and Canada. Canada, we did a lot of northern and walleye fishing. That's pretty, I mean, I, other things too, but those are the main ones. Yeah, I like fishing for bass too. I, I catch a lot every year because that's what we have here. <laughs> yeah, I catch a pretty good amount, but I don't usually record them. I just started that about 10 years ago. It's been kind of fun. Yeah, I sometimes do that so I can like try to repeat like really good days. Yeah. I won't repeat all of them when I'm just catching like 10 or 12 inches. 
I take a I take a scale along, and then I'll always write down if I got any big ones, you know. And so uh, over the years that I've been here in town, I've caught you know four or five fish over five pounds bass, and probably forty four pounders or more. I don't know. I haven't, but I have them all written down somewhere. So it's kind of fun to look it over sometime. Yeah. So, what are some of your favorite baits and techniques? Probably my favorite technique, or the one I catch most of my fish at, is drop shot. Um, I just, you know, I didn't have any faith with it at all. I didn't believe this could work. And then about 10 years ago, I, I tried it one day, and I had like seven fish in a row. And ever since that, it's kind of my go-to bait. And I just, I really, I caught a lot of my big fish on drop shot. And so I use that a lot. I don't care. I'm not a purist. I will fish bait sometimes. In the spring, I fish live night crawler on spawning beds. That's been really good for me. But then I usually switch over to drop shot, some spinner baits. A lot of times just inline spinners, uh, crank baits, a lot of rattle trap type things. But drop shot is definitely, definitely my number one fish catcher. That's cool. Yeah. I've never really done like drop shotting. I always just wacky rig. Yeah, I, you know, I wacky rig some too. And I've done well with that, but I don't tend to use a heavier hook. I should use a heavier hook uh, so it sinks a little bit. I, the drop shot just gets down to the fish faster, and I can fish it faster than the wacky rig, but I have wacky rigs some too. Yeah, I'm going to try a drop shot. Like, I've never really tried them around here, so I think I'll try one. You know, I think we have a little less weed here, and yeah. not really you want to do in heavy weeds. So if you're in rocks and stuff like that, it's a great bait. It, but, it, you know, I I think one year I probably caught six or 700 fish on drop shot just in this one lake down near my house here. So, and I caught a lot of big ones on it. So, yeah, Arizona, it's morning dawn, worm, yellow chartreuse tail. That's the number one worm. <laughs> yeah, that's what another guy from Arizona was saying. Yep. I do. I, the funny thing is I use like an inline spinner, like I'm fishing trout, but I'll use a little bit bigger one. And I do a lot of that. I do a lot, catch a lot of fish in the spring along the wall. Well, we have walls on this lake. It's kind of a man-made lake and it's got some walls, man-made walls, and they'll they'll swim up and down that and I'll just throw an inline sprinter right along the way or right along the wall or uh, uh, like a rattle trap, um, but smaller one. So. Yeah, I bet the inline spinner's good. Because they don't see it that often. No, people don't fish it. But I've caught, I've caught multiple four pounders on a, a number two Vibrex, and um, it just it works for me. It's always good to throw something a little bit different than everybody else. Yeah, you know, I some of those things a lot of people use. I haven't yet got too into. Chatter baits are really uh, big here, and I don't really fish them too much. I fish a little bit of jerk baits, but uh, not as much as other people. I don't fish as many uh, jigs. Some people do that, but I just got, you know, you you fish what you feel confident in, and those are the ones I feel confident in drop shot, and some spinners, and some crankbaits. I heard you caught 12,000 bass in one year. Can you tell me about that? Uh, 1,200. Oh, um, my I, bad. That's the about... 10 minute drive from my house. So I go down there a lot at night. I'll go down there for the last hour, hour and a half of fishing when I get home from work. And I'm not coaching as much as I used to. And so I tend to be able to get down there more often. And, you know, I'll, I'll 
I'll catch some fish. And I usually catch fish. I fish at Coat Line. I know the lake really well. And that's a good thing, too. And, and I kind of know what, although it's been slow this year, it kind of goes in weird cycles. Right now, I'm catching lots of little ones. They're actually this year's spawn. And I'm catching like six inch fish on drop shots, which is crazy. But this year's spawn has gotten that big already, which is, I'm happy to see it. It's been a great, it was a great spawn this year. So I'm happy to see that for the future, but I can't catch the big ones right now. It's been a while since I caught a big one. Yeah, it's hard, especially in summer with all the bait fish they have. Yeah. And right now it's, we've had a brutal summer down on the lake at going at night and it's been 115 when I got down there. <laughs> And uh, usually the fishing's not as good then, but I go anyway, and I still catch fish. That sounds awful. I would probably jump in the lake. Uh, well, the lakes are sometimes dirty, but <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's, usually the sun's going down, so it's not terrible to little bad because it's not shining on you, but it's hot. I'll come home all sweaty. I like fishing, so I do it anyway, and that's what happens when you're in Arizona. If you're going to fish here during the summer and not go to the mountains. So you talked about how you coach. What do you coach? I coached a lot of track and field and a lot of volleyball. And I didn't play volleyball, but I started coaching it. And I ended up winning uh, four state titles and a runner-up in about seven years. So it made it look like I knew what I was doing. So I got offered a job to coach at Concordia, Nebraska. And did that for just a short time. Found out that wasn't my thing. Ended up moving back to Arizona where I coach volleyball again, and now I'm, I'm still coaching track and field, but I'm the assistant. I haven't coached volleyball for a couple of years, but I have coached uh, basketball in the past as well, but mainly, mainly volleyball and track and field. What events do you coach for track? I run some track. Do you? Yeah. Well, Korea, Nebraska, I was a decathlete, so I did all the events. I pole vaulted. I did it all. I like coaching relays. That's kind of one of my favorite things. Probably the sprints. I, I'm I'm a, somewhat good at every event because I did them all, but I'm not great at any one event. I don't know. That to me, it makes a good track coach, especially for a small school that can do all the events. But maybe I'm not an expert on any of them. But I was a decathlete. I went to nationals when I was at Seward in the decathlon. So I've done them all. I'm a terrible pole vaulter. Um, but other than that, I did pretty well in a lot of events. I didn't. I have an uncle who was a pretty good full vaulter. Who was that? Uh, Dan Ripley. Okay, I don't know that one. I knew. I, I thought maybe it was one of the kids at Seward, but. Uh, oh no! It was a long time ago. Like he qualified for the Olympics, and like he had the world record for a while, but that right. year they boycotted the Olympics, so maybe. he never ended up doing it. Yeah. Well, I was at Seward at that time. And we had a runner at Concordia, Nebraska that was ranked in the world, and he made the Olympic trial finals in the steeplechase. Craig Einspar, when I ran with him, went to nationals with him. But So I like I like a lot of events. I was My best events were the 100 and the javelin. I don't know, long jump. I could do, I, shot and disc were good events for me. What's steeplechase? I've never heard of that one. It's about 2,000 meters, 3,000 meters. It's like two or three miles, but they have oh. barriers. Have to jump, but they're solid barrier, not hurdles. These are they can step on them, and they have the water jump. You know, every one lap they have to go over this water jump, but they have these barriers they have to jump, and then they run about three miles. I think it's three thousand meters steeplechase, two thousand thousand meter, whatever it is. I can't remember what it is. That would be killer. Oh yeah, if you don't get the steeple because it doesn't move. <laughs> what events do you do in track? 
They have me in the 100, 200, 400, and triple jump. Those sound like mine. Yeah. My fastest 100 meters is 10.94. So. Wow. That was uh, that was a good event for me. That's really good. I think I was in fourth place after the 100 meters at nationals and track and the decathlon, but then I did not have a great long jump. I jumped about 20 feet, and I should have jumped about 21. But um, so that's really fast, the 10.98 or whatever. And 10.94 was my time at nationals. Wow. We gotta get back to some fishing here. <laughs> yeah. So, how would you describe fishing in Arizona? It's better than people think. There's a lot of ponds around the, the city area that, that can have some really good fish. I've caught a six pounder, three five pounder, just in the ponds around town in Tempe Town Lake. They have some big re reservoirs that are very, very good. Uh, Roosevelt Lake. I got real lucky about ooh, 20 years ago now, 15, 20 years ago. I ended up catching a. I was fishing with three of my students from the Lutheran High School here, and they were. I was. I had a little tiny aluminum boat. I still have it, but uh, they were. We were trolling along shore so they could cast, and they were catching like one pound bass. And I was dragging a a big rubber lizard, and all of a sudden I got a bite, and I set the hook, and I caught a nine and a half pounder. Wow! <laughs> I didn't have a camera along, so we took it across the lake to the marina and bought a one-time use camera. I took pictures and I let it go. It was nine and a half pounds on two spring weighing things, so I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it was big, and I'm sure it was at least eight to nine pounds for sure. But it weighed uh, nine and a half on two uh, spring scales. Wow! Uh, those like so, but I had one, or I uh, they had two at the marina, so I weighed it on two of them, and they weighed the same, but. It was a it was a nice fish and it was one that was I always say there's a lot of skill in fishing, but that was luck. I was just dragging it along while I was helping these kids catch fish and went across a point and went across the right spot. That's by far my biggest bass. And I, the other ones are all from Arizona. I caught a five pounder in Florida, but here I've caught and, and the rest of mine are in town. I caught a six and a couple five three fives I think so. But uh, it's nice having some good fish in town. I caught a four and a half this year. That's probably my biggest this year. So keeps me going out there. So I, I've heard you've done some tournament fishing. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, they have Actually, they have some urban tournaments in town, and I've fished probably seven or eight of those. I've never moneyed, but I've been close several times. Uh, there'll be like 20 to 40 guys. They'll just fish some of these urban lakes. And it's been fun, and that's cheap. I like that part because I'm a Lutheran school teacher. But then I fished. I, I had a student one year, and his dad was a fish's big tournament. And he wanted to fish tournaments, but he couldn't fish as a pro. These were some smaller tournaments, and his dad's kind of considered a pro. In fact, his dad won a boat um, in one of his big tournaments he did. So he, he fished tournaments together, and we did pretty well. And that was probably 10 years ago now. But, but then he went to college, and, and we kind of stopped doing that, and I just fished the urban ones. And now uh, he's back in town working. He's an uh, accountant, and we've been wanting to fish tournaments again together for a while, and we're going to do it this Saturday up at Roosevelt Lake. That's where we've actually won two tournaments. You know, I'm excited for it. It'll be fun. I love tournaments because they, they kind of – I love fishing, but when you catch a fish in a tournament, it's like you catch a one-pounder and you high-five. Because you caught a bait, you caught a fish towards your, you know, towards your limit. 
and you get so exciting and you, everything it multiplies excitement of fishing to do a tournament and been lucky enough to win a couple and one tournament we we it was really dirty water nobody was catching anybody anything and the kid caught a six and a half pounder and we won the tournament with that and one big fish with that and that was kind of fun and so i'm excited to do it again the only thing is we haven't fished for a while and he hasn't fished very much lately either so we're kind of going a lot of these guys these guys they fish these tournaments i mean they fish these lakes you know, multiple times a week sometimes or a month and we haven't i haven't been on roosevelt lake in years so i feel a little behind he, the kid's gonna go out he's well now he's not a kid he's going on approaching 30 uh 28 27 whatever he is he's gonna go out actually tomorrow and fish on friday and then we're gonna fish the tournament on saturday i'll go out and join him and it'll be fun i'm not expecting a lot just because it's been a while since we fished together and it's been a while since we've been on the lake and People are going to have a little bit more know-how than we do, but it's it's still fun. And the thing is, you know, you don't know it's fishing, and you get in the right spot, at the right time, and and you get some fish or get a good one, and all of a sudden you're right back, you're right there in the thick of things. So it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while, but uh, I don't have a bass boat, so I don't do it on my own. And so he asked me again, and I'm excited to do it. Yeah, I hope you have fun. Oh yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. So I always have fun. It just, it takes the, it ramps up the excitement of fishing because every fish means something and that's been enjoyable. So then I assume you do it like they do in the MLF. You just add the weight of all your fish. No, um, this is kind of the old, the old fashioned tournaments where you, you keep a limit of five and oh. you bring, you actually bring them into the scale at the end of the tournament. But you, you know, if you, you, if you get a bigger one, you can call the other one and let that yeah. go. If you have a dead one, you got to keep it. But we've been lucky enough to pretty much always be able to release our fish and, you know, call a couple times. But we're not fishing, you know, we're not fishing like, it's not quite like the M MFL or what, what is it, Major League, MLF. We're not catching that many fish in that size of fish, you know. Our, I think we want a tournament at seven pounds for five fish. So, you know, it's, you're, a lot of people are catching one pounders and, you know, sometimes the I fished also a tournament with 13, 14, 15 pounds won it. Um, so it's not like you see on that where they're catching. They're going to some super awesome fisheries. So I think we I think we'll get a limit, but I'm not sure of that. But you know, who knows how big they have to be. So when we were talking before this, you mentioned something about trout challenges. So like, can you explain that to me? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I really, well, I love trout fishing. Even, I don't have to catch big ones, uh, but there's a challenge in, in Arizona. It's actually two challenges that's put on by Game and Fish. And one of them is, they, they call it the wild trout challenge. Fishery, certain streams that are designated as wild trout, usually they're catch and release. Usually they're kind of back in the boonies a little bit more. Um, they try to put the fish in real small or else they're born there. And you got you got to catch the five wild trout, a rainbow, a brown, a brook. And then we have two native fish in Arizona that are only found in Arizona or New Mexico. That's the Apache trout and the Gila trout. The Gila is quite rare. They have one stream you can fish wild trout, that wild, uh, the wild Gila in Arizona. And I've been there twice. One, first time I caught one and the second time I took my grandson and I wanted to get him one and I caught two and he caught one he did catch one so i got that done and i finished my wild trout challenge 
unfortunately, the Apache trout is in the White Mountains, which is about a four-hour drive from my house. But I went up there maybe a month ago and got my Apache. And then they have the regular trout challenge, and that's eight, eight trout in Arizona. One, well, they count the grayling as a trout. We have some grayling in Arizona, but they can be stock fish. And I'm actually got six of those. I want to get all, I, you, you only need six. I could actually have both challenges complete, but I want to get the other two. I need another brook trout, which are not real common here, but I did catch one where the, I can, I know I can catch one there because they're easy to catch there. But that, I'm counting that for my wild trout. And then I need to find another place where there's brook trout. And there's only two or three places, four places in the state that have them. I got some ideas of where to go. And then I still don't have my cutthroat, which is only in about three lakes in the mountains. And I know where to catch it. I just haven't caught it yet. But I've caught the tiger trout, the brown, the brook. I mean, not the brook yet. The brown, the grayling. I caught the grayling the other day. I went up the mountain. They're only in about three lakes in the high high mountains. The uh, rainbow, the stock rainbow, stock brown, stock, you know. So I've caught six of those. Caught another Apache. I caught another Gila. There's two stocks of Gila that they let you catch. And I caught one in there. So I got two left. And then you, you turn, turn in your, your pictures and you can get some medallions and a certificate. And you have to get a hooded sweatshirt that said you completed the challenge. My grandson's trying to do it with me, and he needs one more to, to get his wild challenge done. And then, then he could get his hooded sweatshirt. So we, it's kind of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, I kind of unofficially did that on vacation. Did you? Yeah. It was in California in the mountains. Did you? Where'd you fish? Uh, Like High Sierra Mountains. Oh, yeah. You get any golden trout? I caught one. Did you? Yeah. I, I've caught several golden trout actually in Wyoming when I went to the Wind Rivers. There's the biggest golden trout in the world live in the Wind Rivers, but I didn't catch anything really big, 16, 17 inches, but it was, a fun, it was fun to go there. Yeah, I was using a fly rod. I, you know, I have two fly rods, and I do catch fish, and I caught my wild gila on the fly, but I don't use it very often. I I'm, I'm really have grown to be good with a spinning rod, uh, we fish. My brothers and I grew up fishing southeastern Minnesota, and we got really good at catching big trout. We caught multiple 20 inches every year, but it was mainly spinning and rapalas. Um, of course, my brother, one brother Tom lives in New Zealand, and he catches, it's phenomenal in New Zealand. You don't catch a lot. You go out all day and catch four, but they'll all be over five pounds. And it's just unbelievably awesome to fish in New Zealand for trout. Wow. So do you have any advice for me as a young fisherman? Enjoy it. I think as I've gotten older, it, it was the catch was so important to me when I was younger. And as I'm getting older, just enjoy the experience. We have a stream here in, in, in Arizona. It's about a two-hour drive from my house. But it comes out of the mountain and it runs for four miles, about three to four miles, then it goes back underground. So it's never by a road. You actually have to hike to get to the stream. And it's absolutely a gorgeous little tiny stream. I mean, it's most places it's three to seven feet, three to six feet wide. Most, most of it's probably three, four, five feet wide. But it runs really fast, really clear. It's absolutely gorgeous. But you have to hike probably a mile or two to get to it, a mile to get to it. And then you can hike three or four miles to the stream. And it's just loaded with small brown trout. 
but I've just, I love fishing there because it's the experience. And I love, I love that experience of being in the wilderness. And, you know, I used to, I used to be all about the catch and now it's becoming more about the experience. I have a good fishing buddy in Minnesota. He has a cabin up north of Brainerd. I go up there every year for the last 15 years or so. And we fish together for like 10 days. It's so much fun just to fish with a great friend. So I, my advice is enjoy it. Find places that are just cool to be at. Find friends that you love doing it with. Those are my, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm getting re- close to retirement and things like that. And as I'm getting older, those are more more important to me than than uh, catching that big one or whatever. Just having those experiences and being in beautiful places. And I, lo- I went on a Wind River mountain trip to Wyoming some years ago, and it was so it was so such a beautiful place. And the fishing was good, and it just made for a, with my brother. My brothers and I done have done. Malta trips to uh, Canada. We actually take our canoes and go back into the wilderness with our canoes. You see moose and bear and catch big, huge fish. And my brothers have both caught, one brother's caught a 23-pound northern and the other brother's caught a 24-pound northern and in a canoe. <laughs> it's just to do that with family and to do that, it just makes the experience all the better. So I know I love to catch big fish too, but it's experiences with family and friends and it's being in, I love getting off the grid. When I go catch a Gila trout, it also goes underground the stream. So you have to hike back to it about three miles, two to three miles just to get to the stream. And then you get back there. And the first, second trip I went back to with my grandson, we ran into rattlesnake and all kinds of things. But I like that. I like just being in that way off the grid and, and uh, experiencing what God's given to us. And um, it's my, that's what's become more important to me. And I would recommend you be smarter than me and learn to do that early. <laughs> okay. Um, time for some rapid fire questions. Sure. All right. Braid, mono, or fluorocarbon? I fish, uh, I need to fish more braid. I fish a lot of fluorocarbon, mainly because I'm drop shotting and I want, I fish probably eight or 10 pound, but I need to uh, want to make sure they're not seeing the line in my drop shot. I, I usually use fluorocarbon, but I, I, I need to start learning to do more with braid and that stuff. Favorite reel? A lot of people buy really high-quality reels, and I'm one of those people that don't. Um, I have some fluters. I use spinning rods most of the time. I'm not I'm – not, I have bait casters, but I don't use them as often. I don't bass fish with bait casters as much as other people do. I'm more, well, I'm more of a spinning reel person. And I, I Fluger, um, Daiwa, but I'm usually more of the mid-range thing and just buy, buy them more often. That's probably a bad way to be, but I like spinning reels and I like uh, Fluger and a couple others. Favorite rod? I don't, again, I'm not, I use a lot of, I got Bass Probe just down the, well, it's about 10 miles away to get to Bass Pro Shop. And uh, I, I get a lot of stuff there. Um, I don't buy expensive rods. I do buy a, quite a few things that are just Bass Pro brand. I, in fact, a lot of my rods are just Bass Pro brand, um, medium. You know, they're not the cheapest ones, but they're not expensive ones either. And uh, I guess I'm just a fisherman. And Yeah, Bass Pro makes some good stuff. I like using their carbon lights. So. Yeah, I, I, I use a lot of this stuff. I use a lot of their lures. Um, their rattle trap, their rattle trap 
knockoff is good and I catch a lot of fish and it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Biggest fish you ever caught. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of ocean fishing, so I haven't caught anything. You know, I haven't, I want to catch some of those things. I just haven't had that opportunity. Probably the biggest fish I ever caught is about 20 pounds. I've caught a couple 20 pound carp here in Arizona. I caught a, a fish in the Sea of Cortez. That was probably about 20 pounds. There's a 20 pound pinto. There's a bottom fish. We were fishing grouper, but we didn't, we, I caught a pinto. Yeah, I've caught a grass carp over 20. I've caught uh, common carp over 20. I, you know, northern pike up to 17 and a half is all. So nothing, nothing really major. Uh, 20 pounds, probably my biggest. Smallest fish you've ever caught. Oh. I probably have accidentally snagged like little tiny fish that were been less than an inch long or so. I probably caught, I think I've caught bass recently that were about in it. They were the new spawn. And I put a little spinner on one day and I probably caught some that were about inch or inch and a half. That's probably as small as, small as I can get on the hook. <laughs> wow. Um, a favorite food? Well, I have a wife that doesn't like fish, so I don't eat fish as often. And I do like it. I do really like fish. Um, I don't know what my favorite food is. I... I don't know. I, um, I like a lot of things. I like Asian food. I like the Mexican food. Got some things here. Uh, we got a restaurant here that has a white, sand, white sands chimichanga that's really good. It's got a white sauce. It's good. Time for our last question. All right. If you could go anywhere in the world, what would your dream catch be? I could give you about a hundred answers for this. I've always wanted to catch a couple things in my life, and if I if I had the money, I'd probably see if I could get go down on the Amazon and catch a peacock bass. I'd love to catch uh, a dorado in Brazil or whatever as well in the in the backwoods. But as I've gotten older, those things probably seem a little farther away. But I'm a little more content. To, I love going up to my buddy's cabin in Minnesota, and we catch northerns and walleyes and lots of smallmouth. And uh, I just I enjoy the I enjoy the doing it with friends a little bit more. I wouldn't want to give that up, but uh, if I had the dream, probably want to. And I haven't done a lot of ocean fishing. I'd love to catch a tarpon or a dolphin or some of those things too. You know, maybe maybe a marlin or something like that. But I, but I'm I'm getting to be where I just enjoy being with my friend and my friends and beautiful places. And so I don't know. I I I could go a hundred places. And my friend and I were both. He's retired. I'm retiring soon. And we were kind of making plans to do some trips and. Go to, I want to go to Canada and go muskie fishing. And that's one of my big things coming up. Nice. Thanks for That'll coming nice. on. You're welcome. Maybe if I'm in Minnesota by Lewiston sometime, we have to go fishing. So Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Please like, sub, and share with your friends. Let me know what you think in the comments. That's all I've got for you today. See you next time on Catching Knowledge.